Everyone, I remember David when he was about two and a half years old, and he had gotten one of those uh, toy play sets where you climb the little stairs in the back and then um, slide down the slide at the front, and it had a little cubby hole under it where he could hide and play. You know, he was small enough that he could go in there and play all by himself, and, and he would hide in there and think that we didn't know where he was. <laughs> anyway, and then a few other little toys, you know, for, for a two and a half year old. And when we were putting him to bed that night, he was in his crib and we thought he was sound asleep. All of a sudden we hear this noise coming from the bedroom. And so I crept down the hall because I didn't want to go in and wake him up if he wasn't awake. But he was in there jumping up and down on his crib saying, toys, 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 toys. So he was so cute, we laughed, and we had to go in and give him a hug and put him back down for the night. But he took a long time to go to sleep that night. It was one of my favorite memories of David. I hope y'all all have a Merry Christmas. Thanks, Mom. I love you. Okay, so that was my mom, obviously. And we are, every week throughout December, going to be hearing from my mom. Uh, She's going to be sharing, I think, four different Christmas memories uh, with me and with you guys. And I don't know what they're going to be. She's calling my voicemail and leaving me these voicemail memories that I will then share with you guys throughout the month because I think it's nice and Christmassy, and uh, it's interesting to find out what... Because I know what my Christmas memories are of my childhood. Like, I know what stands out to me. I've talked about it tons and tons of times the morning that I come downstairs and the Millennium Falcon is there. As a matter of fact, I talk about it in this episode with our pal, our head of research, Ryan Schweck, where we take a look at all of the Star Wars stuff that has been going on since Triple Force Friday, including the toy releases, The Mandalorian, uh, different news about Star Wars. We, we do, a, do a deep dive into the past couple months of Star Wars. Now, I will say, we recorded this prior to the fourth episode of The Mandalorian airing, I think. And we don't get too deep into it because I do want to do a full Mandalorian episode uh, but we do discuss a few things. Uh, there are some minor spoilers, but I mean, honestly, I think everybody's watched it at this point. And if you haven't watched it, you don't care enough to get mad about spoilers. So there you go. And uh, actually, tomorrow, the fifth episode of The Mandalorian, or today to you guys, the fifth episode should be airing. Oh, and by the way, hey, Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I'm your host, Dave, and that was my mom opening the show. Okay, so now that we've got that out of the way, now that you know what today's episode is about, 
because Star Wars toys to me are inextricably linked to Christmas to the holiday season and especially you know this goes back to my childhood in that Christmas where I got the original Millennium Falcon but you know now with Disney releasing Star Wars movies around Christmas time which granted it's going to be about three years before we see another one and who knows if it'll come out in December or not but uh, throughout my life Star Wars has had a, a very real link with Christmas Uh, so to me it's just a natural match and I'm happy to be opening up our Christmas season on needless things with a conversation about Star Wars toys with our head of research Ryan so now it's time for a little bit of news first news I want to talk about is uh, if you guys have been listening or reading needlessthingspodcast.com Uh, throughout the years, then you know that I've had some tooth regrets in my life. Uh, One of the biggest things I will tell the young people is floss. Take care of your teeth because it will cost you lots of pain and money and agony later in your life. So two weeks ago, uh, they sawed off the top half of one of my back teeth, stuck a crown on it, a temporary crown on it and i go in wednesday to get the permanent crown put on this will be i think my third crown one two three gosh it's my fourth uh, it's horrible it's horrible but i had uh about a decade uh, where i did not take the best care of my teeth and i'm paying for it literally and figuratively now uh so they they chopped off uh, the the half of my tooth, stuck the temporary crown on, and apparently it didn't cover everything it was supposed to cover. So over the course of the next several days, because my my root was not sufficiently uh, covered up, ensconced in enamel and crown and whatever else, uh, the the power, it wasn't pain discomfort got worse and worse with every single day until finally it was throbbing uh i couldn't sleep so i had to take a half a day off of work. a half a day off work what a treat for me that i got to go to the dentist to have them poke around in my teeth and then i got to go into work after that because i felt bad because somebody had to come in and cover my shift because at my job somebody always has to be doing it there's no like i'm not going to be in the office today we there's none of that somebody has to cover it 24 7 so somebody had to come in and work those six hours that i couldn't come in because i had to go to the dentist and uh, i had to use some of my paid time off to cover that which doesn't seem fair to me i feel like the dentist owes me money because they screwed up this temporary crown and i had to use look nothing is more valuable to me than my pto my paid time off because that's my free time i earn that and it gives me time to not be working but also be earning money and the dentist stole six hours of that from me and i feel like this needs to be addressed but it's not going to be addressed until i get that permanent crown on and that guy's not going to be poking around in my sensitive areas anymore uh, so I went in, they fixed it. Uh, it took like an hour and a half of, of poke, poke, 
glue, whatever. It's horrible. It's a nightmare. And but but once they fixed it, it was great. Except I had this like nub on my gum on the inside of the tooth, and uh, but I, I, there was no pain. It was just this bulbous little spot in my gum. And uh, I went back to work, and everything's fine. I'm not really no pain, no discomfort. Everything's cool, especially compared to before. But over the course of the last week, I've just had this little bulbous little little spot on my gum. So today, and and you, when you've got something in your mouth, you can't help but mess with it with your tongue, right? Like you just can't do anything about it. If you've got a sore, if you've got something between your teeth, like a, an almond husk or whatever, you just gotta get in there and mess around with it until something happens. So that's what I've been doing with this little little gum nub. And today, I guess I kind of, I felt something like hard, right? Like up in the gum nub. And I, I apologize if I'm grossing anybody out. I'm grossing myself out. Uh, and I apologize for that. Uh, so I'm poking at it with my tongue and I feel something hard in the gum nub and I just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. And finally, uh, at one point when I'm up out of the room, I get this little, I feel an actual like chunk of something come out of this little bulb of gum. And there is a, a small, it looks like a little piece of gravel that was up under my gum, and I assume it's like cement that they used when they put the temporary crown on. Uh, but yeah, it's this little tiny piece of gravel. I mean, not too tiny. It w- I wish I had a size comparison. Um, the size of a gnat, perhaps. Maybe a bit bigger and obviously more dense. Uh, but yeah, this little white piece of gravel that's been in my freaking gum for a week, annoying me, irritating me. But now it's out. And now everything feels great up there, and I kind of don't even want to go back. Can I just live with a temporary crown? Can people? Can you do that? But I've already paid for the good crown, so I guess I better just go ahead back in and get it done. So yeah, there's tooth news. Uh, in actual news, more of the sort of thing that I like to cover on Needless Things, uh, Needless Things podcast. Uh, there is a new box display at Walmart. I found it this morning. I had to stop on the way into work to get some lettuce for my salad because I try to eat more salads, but I'm eating I'm eating like shit right now. It's the holidays and I, I'm letting I'm giving myself a break that I'm just gonna be a big fatty for a little while and then I'm gonna get my shit back under control. It's been a tough year. It's been a tough past couple of months and eggnog and cheeseburgers make me feel better, damn it. So anyway, I stopped because I do still eat right when I'm at work because it's very easy to do. I got my salad, and then I saw in the back of Walmart this big one of those big cardboard blocks that has slots for figures and products and whatever else. And there are these Star they're by Funko, and they're Star Wars cereal boxes, but they have T-shirts in them. But they're they're pretty funny, and I really liked the art on them. And uh, there are I think it's Vader Crunch. Uh, Chewbacca berries, which cracked me up because there's no context in which the term Chewbacca berries means anything that isn't dirty. Um, there were Ewok Krispies, and then there there were like one or two others, but the one that got me, the one that drove me crazy, was Greedos, which I, I just loved. I, Greedos, right? It works. I like the art. I like Greedo. And he's such a weird character to have incorporated with these big popular characters. 
So I grabbed both boxes of Greedos that they had because the shirt sizes, there was extra large and large. And I, I sometimes I can get into an extra large. It just depends on how long it is, how it's been made. Uh, and then large, my son can wear larges. They're, sometimes they're a little big, but he'll grow into them. Uh, so I grabbed both boxes of Greedos because, one, I love Greedos, the, the concept and the art. Two, this is the Chase variant of the set. So, like, you can get all the other ones were plentiful. They had a couple of every size. Uh, the only double X they had was in the Chewbacca berries, and, of course, I bought that. But, uh, yeah, Greedos is the Chase variant for some reason. So now, tomorrow morning, uh, Mrs. Troublemaker goes out to the grocery store, does all the grocery shopping, and I told her, we go to Walmart, you got to look for a double XL Greedos because I need it. Uh, and we took the shirts out. They're very they're they're nice shirts. The print's great. I mean, if you've gotten a Funko shirt before, you know they that their shirts are pretty nice. These are that soft material. Uh, the the double X that I got is very long and has a good fit to it. The printing is nice. Uh, they're they're fifteen bucks, which. You know, I, I'm just happy to have the boxes. I'm going to figure out something to do with the boxes on one of my Star Wars shelves, and they'll look cool. So anyway, there's a little bit of news about Star Wars and Walmart, which, look, I hate putting over anything that's at Walmart, but this is what I do for you, the Phantomaniacs, because I know you want your Star Wars cereal shirts. They also had uh, some new plush on that display and then uh, some lunch boxes that I didn't care for because, all right, look, I'm a little tired of this trend of calling things that are not lunchboxes lunchboxes. These little tin totes that aren't the right size to be a lunchbox. And then these things that, that if you see them, take a look at them, they're called lunchboxes, but they're, and they're metal, but then you turn them over and the back is just silver. Like the metal lunchboxes, when, when I was a kid in the early 80s, had designs on both sides like it was an all over thing it was a nice presentation where you turned it either way and look at that oh it's it's indiana jones uh i actually had uh, a uh temple of doom lunchbox and i freaking wish i still had it and if i ever found one i would totally buy it not from ebay because i feel like that's kind of cheating but if i've ever come across one in the wild i'm on it uh, but yeah, t- it would be like the movie poster on one side, and then on the back it would be like either a m- an amalgamation of scenes or like just the mine car. It would be something different. Uh, a lot of lot of artistry went into metal lunchboxes when I was a kid, and this thing is not a proper lunchbox. It's also not the right size. It's like too big or something, and I don't, it's it's got a bunch of junk in it. But loot loot junk, whatever whatever. I've been talking about loot junk for the past few weeks with the Ninja Turtles thing uh, from NACA. But uh, there you go. There's that. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is uh, Targets look like they are finally being redone. I don't know about you guys, but my local Targets have not had a whole lot of new stock aside from the Star Wars stuff in a very long time. But I stopped by the main Target I go to, which is on the way home from work. Uh, it's about the halfway point, so I usually have to stop and pee when I'm in the afternoon traffic, uh, which is more information than you needed, but uh, there you go. That's my little excuse to go and look for toys. Uh, but I went in that Target, and everything was, like, stocked. Like, they had all the whole collector section, which, if you go in Target, you know that their NACA uh, collector section, back where the videos are, 
just looks like garbage all the time. There's never anything new. Nobody maintains. It looks terrible. This whole section had been redone and fully stocked. They had stuff as old as the Ultimate Ash figure from Ash vs. Evil Dead. They had all the Freddies, all the Jasons, like everything, you guys. So if there are any NACA figures, they had the Chucky, the Ultimate Chucky, which is one of the best figures that came out last year if it came out last year and not the year before. But anyway, uh, if there are any of those NACAs that you're missing, now is the time to go and check your local Target because they have just put out tons of stuff. I'm excited. I'm actually going out to do a little more Christmas shopping tomorrow, and I'm excited to hit a couple of the Targets and, and see what all is out. But they had uh, some of the regular toys uh, had been replenished as well. Lots of new Fortnite stuff, which... Look, I know Fortnite, what are you talking about? Go back and listen to the Needless Things minicast where I reviewed one of the Fortnite figures. They're freaking amazing. Uh, unless you specifically hate Fortnite, uh, you need to grab at least one of these. Like, go go to where the Fortnite figures are, not not the, uh, the Jazzwares ones, not the McFarlane ones, although those are nice too. Go find the Jazzwares Fortnite figures. Flip through them. Find a character that you like. There's a tomato guy. There's a nutcracker, which is a Walmart exclusive. Blech. Um... There's a fish guy. Like, find one that you're like, you know what, that's neat looking. There's a purple skeleton. And and just grab it. Just grab it. Because they're, they're noteworthy action figures that you will be happy to have on your shelf. And if you take it out, put it on your desk like I do, you're going to play with it for a long time. There's tons of accessories. Anyway, so there you go on that. Uh, check out your local Target. And finally, the last two things I want to talk about are the trailers for Black Widow and Mulan. I'll talk about Mulan first. I don't really have any emotional attachment to the original animated Mulan. I like it. It's really good. Uh, but it, it's not, you know, 1998. So I was 22 when that thing came out. I was not in the Disney magic age, really, of my life. Uh, but I, I dug it. It was cool. It was a cool movie. But this trailer looks like it's taking the concepts of that animated Mulan and making it almost a uh, crouching tiger hidden dragon type of thing. Uh, like there's a scene where the enemy army is approaching the fortress and they just start running up the wall. Uh, there's a source that it looks like they're going to like all of the more fantastical elements of the animated one will be here. There's a scene where the sorceress turns into like a bird and flies off. There's a Phoenix. Uh, we don't see Mushu in the trailer, but I think Mushu is supposed to be in the movie. Uh, but I, I just, it looks really, really cool. Like I, after seeing that trailer, I am now stoked to see this movie. And then uh, Black Widow Look, it's Marvel. It's badass. We'll be there opening day. I'm really stoked about David Harbour. I felt so bad for that guy being in that Hellboy movie. And granted, I haven't seen it. I might end up really, really liking this movie, but I have not heard anything good about it. So I, I want to see David Harbour and more stuff that's going to do well. And Black Widow is a Marvel Cinematic Universe film, so it is going to do well. But you also, in addition to David Harbour... And, of course, Scarlett Johansson, whom I, I'm a huge fan of Scar Scarlett Johansson. I think people, uh, maybe some people don't get her. Maybe some people just don't like her, and that's fine. Uh, I really like her understated humor. She's very acerbic and dry, and I think sometimes that comes off as not emoting. Uh, but I, just, I am a big, big fan of her as an actress. And uh, then Florence, Florence Pooh? 
Florence Pugh. I don't know how it's pronounced, and I apologize for that. Uh, I didn't love Midsummer, but she was amazing in Midsummer. I'm anxious to see her doing something else. I don't know that I buy all the theories about her replacing Scarlett Johansson. I'm not saying I think Scarlett Johansson is going to continue to be Natasha in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I don't know that I necessarily buy that Florence Pugh, 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 whatever, is going to just step into not take her place, but be a new ongoing character. I, I don't know that I buy that. Uh, O.T. Fagbenley, who I'm not familiar with, and then Rachel Weiss, who's incredible from the, the Mummy movies and, and lots and lots of other stuff. But, man, I love those Mummy movies. I'm a big fan. So, yeah, this this is uh, Black Widow is coming out May 1st. Mulan is coming out March 27th. Uh, already two movies I'm really excited about and two female-led movies that are uh, don't feel forced, I guess. They feel, I don't want to say earned because that makes it seem like females have to earn a lead role, which I think is nonsense. There have been female-led movies ever since I was a little kid that have been tremendous uh, that are just they're, they're just are movies that happen to star females. Like it's not like oh look at this female event like uh, Ghostbusters. Which by the way, I liked that Ghostbusters. Okay, I like that movie. No, it doesn't live up to the first one, but it's a fun movie with a great cast. Uh, but then they turned it into this whole statement, and I think that bogged it down a little bit. These don't feel like statements. These feel like movies that happen to have women in the lead roles that are just going to be good movies, and I hope they are. So that uh, I have gone way long on this intro, but I had a lot to talk about, you guys. I had, to, I had to get some sympathy for my tooth. So if you feel bad for me about my tooth, even though it's my own darn fault that it happened, uh, just say, Phantom, sorry about your tooth. Shoot me, shoot me a little message. Make a little comment. Uh, rate. Rate the podcast. I never ask you guys to do that. Go to iTunes and give it a rating or go to... Stitcher, Podbean, I don't know, wherever. Although, here's something I learned. Uh, Podbean, I cannot reply to comments on my PC. I have to go into the Podbean app on my phone to reply to comments, and I never remember to do that because I'm not doing needless things stuff on Podbean when I'm on my phone. I'm listening to other people's podcasts, like the excellent Seeking Human Victims or the Double-Edged Double Bill, which I've recently become a fan of. Uh, I'm listening to other people's podcasts. I'm not doing my own podcast stuff on my phone because I, what am I doing? Recording this thing here with my phone in my hand going, all right, Phantom Maniacs, uh, my phone is in my hand. I've done that before. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but anyway, that, that is more than enough rambling for me. I hope everybody is getting into the Christmas spirit. And I hope that this conversation about Star Wars toys, uh, and, and a little bit about their relation to Christmas helps everyone feel jolly, happy, and ready to Christmas party, and ready for Rise of Skywalker, which comes out December 18th, 19th, 19th. I think 19th is the Thursday that we're going to see it. The official release date is probably the 20th, but I mean, I think we all know now everything comes out on Thursday. So there you go. Uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy me and Schweck talking Star Wars toys.
Uh, all right, so it's it's December, and as we all know, December is a magical month of Star Wars now because that's what we've decided. And uh, to talk about magical Star Wars Christmas things, our head of research, Ryan Schweck. What's happening, man? Good to be here. Happy Life Day. Yeah, Happy Life Day. We missed Life Day by a little bit. And actually, I owe you a big apology because I kept putting this episode off just because stuff kept happening. But I think it's kind of worked out because there have been a couple more things that have dropped and that we've seen. And we've got a little bit more to talk about now that this is like a month later than I originally planned. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So this think- this this has worked out pretty well. And we're... so. Star Wars toys for both of our lives have been a part of Christmas. Oh, big time. I still vividly remember getting the Ewok Village playset. Like, that's one of my big childhood memories is coming out and that thing was completely put together under the tree. See, that's really similar to one that that I've got that I've talked about before. Um, I remember... We were staying in North Carolina at my grandparents' house and going out on Christmas morning and the Millennium Falcon, a Twin Pod Cloud Car, and Slave One were, like, arranged under the tree with a bunch of figures, like, like it looked like the front of one of the boxes. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. And we've actually, I've I have since... The last time I talked about it, I have gotten all of the old photo albums from my parents, so I've actually got pictures of this now that I'll be posting throughout the month. Oh, I may have to find, because I know my mom has the picture. I've seen it of me with the Ewok playset. Nice, nice. I may have to find it. We can put it up, too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. (laughs) So what I want to talk about on this episode and the one that we've been sort of trying to get done for a while now, uh, Triple Force Friday happened. It was the big merchandise launch that was the tie-ins for Rise of Skywalker, Jedi Fallen Order, and The Mandalorian. And I've got to say, all in all, now obviously we have not seen Rise of Skywalker yet, but we will be reviewing that at some point after it comes out. Uh, We'll see if it ends up being live or recorded, and we'll we'll do our best to get you on that one, Ryan. Uh, But we can definitely talk about all of the toys that were released at that launch that at the time maybe didn't seem all that exciting, but now like, do you now it's cause that was October 4th mm-hmm. and now it's almost two months later. And I've got to say, I feel a little more engaged with all of that stuff now than I did when it first hit. Oh, absolutely, especially the Mandalorian and Fallen Order. Um, is it Fallen Order or Fallen Jedi? It's, you know, I it's play- Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order. And just to preface it, I played the game until 3 a.m. this morning to finish it. <laughs> so, Oh, my gosh. I, I'm not going to lot of sleep. Yeah, but like, I definitely am more excited about those, and I'm like going back to get them now because I had skipped... Uh, What's his name? Cade. Cal. I, Cal, yeah. I skipped Cal that day because I was like, eh, whatever. Now, I got... Um, the second sister. The second sister just because I like the Inquisitors from Rebels and Clone Wars and all that mess. Or Rebels. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely more excited about him now. Yeah, the, it seems like, well, one, there's more context. And two, 
since that initial release, and we'll talk about what the the launch day stuff was, uh, we more product has trickled out that has made it kind of more exciting as a product line because we've got a little more, some of the blanks have been filled in, we've got more figures, we've got more characters to be interested in, and like you said, uh, you played Fallen Order, my son, I haven't touched it yet, but my son's played it, and like within an hour or two, he was like, I have to have a Cal Kestis figure. Yeah, I, I totally had to go buy one, because I was like, and somehow I'd play that game not realizing who it was. Oh, really? Like, well, when I got it, I was like, eh, 10 or so minutes into it at least. And I was like, wait a second. That's the damn Joker. <laughs> <laughs> it is the greatest Joker ever. <laughs> uh, but I, I love, I mean, the figure's great. It comes with the droid. Like, they did a good job without going into spoilers from the game, um, avoiding spoilers and the toy, because they could have done something that would have gave a lot away. Okay. And they didn't, which was a good choice. Well, they did the same thing with the Mandalorian figure. And and for the listeners, if you're not caught up on the Mandalorian, um, technically by this point neither are we because we're only up through the third episode. And by the time this this episode airs, I think two more episodes will have come out. Yeah. But, um, you know, the Mandalorian figure was obsolete by the end of the first episode. Uh, well. Because he got his shoulder plate. Right. And now I got the carbonized version. So did I. Um, I have, so he's, I, a little, he's a little shiny, but... But it's still the same, like, mismatched armor. It just has that metallic finish. Right. I'm assuming they already have a full Beskar armor okay. or something planned. Dude, they better have a deluxe set with the Beskar armor and Baby Yoda in that little pod, like, yeah. lined up and ready to go. So, all right, so while we're on that... We'll probably talk about Mandalorian. So for our nomenclature for the podcast, do we want to call him Baby Yoda? Or I was talking to Chad the other day, and Chad refers to it only as the child, which I guess is what they say on the show. I mean, that's But I kind of like caught myself, and I was like, all right, maybe we should call it the child instead of just Baby Yoda. <laughs> I mean, sure, but Baby Yoda just has more connotation. I mean, we... We don't know what it is. We don't know what Yoda's species is called. Um, and yes, within the context of the show, it would be the child. Or, or uh, uh, to, uh, up until the third episode, in the eyes of the Mandalorian, it would be the enemy. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, now, let me ask you a question. And, and I guess we'll, we'll just jump around a lot. We'll go from toys yeah. to a little bit about the Mandalorian to whatever. But... Uh, you know, the, in episode three, when the Mandalorian is explaining uh, what has happened thus far to the armorer, and he says, I was helped by an enemy. Now, do you think he's calling it an enemy because it used the Force and because the Mandalorian hate Jedi, or is he calling it the enemy because the Mandalorian look at anybody who's not a Mandalorian as an enemy? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not either, and I I could go either either one could make a lot of sense. Yeah, well, and then something caught my ear too during Fallen Order because they talk about Dathomir and they blame everything on the Jedi too, and so I'm kind of wondering like when we see the Siege of Mandalore on Clone Wars, if it's not going to be a little different than we thought it was. 
And so maybe right, they right. blame the Jedi for parts of it. Well, and that's... Or just that's, Force users in general. That's something that could potentially be a holdover from Karen Travis's um, Republic Commando books that turned into Mandalorian books. Uh, the, the Mandalorian's age-old hatred of the Jedi. Yeah, well, and, you know, there's the scene, too, where... You know, Yoda, baby Yoda goes to heal him, and he's real quick to be like, uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch me, like, puts him away, like, and so I'm thinking there's, they're not too keen on Force users these days. And and that's one of the great things about the show is it leaves, it's leaving so many questions, but it's not frustrating in the way that, like, something like Lost is. It's... We're getting just enough to be satisfied every episode, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and they're doing some stuff where, like, if you know, you know, about why the Empire has Beskar and all that stuff, right, right. Like, it's cool, but you don't have to know that stuff. Yeah, I actually had to refresh myself because, like, I, it's been a while since I watched Rebels, and I didn't totally remember the whole thing about Sabine and everything that happened there, so I had to go back and sort of... Uh, brush up on that and the whole superheating the Beskar, mm-hmm. uh, which and, is brutal and horrible. Uh, and well, they seem to be keeping up with like where you get your signal, and the clans are still kind of you know seem to be the setup rebels had. So, well, I mean, it's Filoni. Filoni is heavily invested in this show, so I I, I feel that you know, of course, it's going to have that continuity with it. Yeah. Uh so. Let's uh, before we get too deep into the Mandalorian, which which we won't get too terribly deep into it anyway. Uh, let's talk about these toys and let's talk about what was available on launch day, and what was interesting and what wasn't. And we had Black Series, and and we're not going to be talking about like all of the merchandise, like Funko Pops and stuff like that. We're going to be focusing on Hasbro's product, which is Black Series and Vintage Collection. Uh, more so on Black Series because now I have to admit that I am collecting those. <laughs> I'm not a com- I'm not a completist. Um, I-, I did not buy Ray and Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. Oh yeah, I didn't buy those either. But uh, I, you know, I'm buying the figures that I, I want to buy because and this is something that's infuriating to me. As you know, I never stopped collecting the three and three quarter inch figures. So that's the massive part of my collection is this huge area on the wall that's all the figures from the past probably about 12 years. I think 2007 was when they really started with the super articulated stuff. Yeah. And that's what I've got. So now what we get is some characters come in the vintage collection, some characters come in black series, uh, and it's really frustrating uh, but now, with the new digital face printing that's on the Black Series figures, quality-wise, the Vintage Collection figures really can't even compare. As a matter of fact, uh, I was super stoked about... Have you seen the Vintage Collection set? It's a Target exclusive that comes with Luke, Yoda, the backpack, and uh, it's a Darth Vader figure, but it has a removable faceplate with Luke's face underneath it. Oh, that's nice. I've yeah. not seen that yet. Dude, I was so stoked for this. Found it in the store. The Luke, and it's the Dagobah Luke with his his uh, like tank top on. Uh-huh. 
And he's got double jointed elbows, which is great because it means he can like hold the backpack like he does. Um, but his face looks like shit. And it's thirty nine ninety nine. Wow, it's crazy. Uh, there's something about Luke that even with the face printing, just comes off weird every time. Like even the new, uh, I got that. Was the Jedi Knight Luke the other day? Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Um, him and the Skywalker, the comic book, basically version of it. There's just something weird about how they do the bags under the eyes with Luke that makes him look kind of like a meth head. Okay, well, here since since you brought it up, um, you know, I got the Yavin Luke because I found it at GameStop a few weeks ago, and it's because, like you said, it's that comic book look that he's had for the current run of the Marvel comics. I just really wanted the figure. But they also did the Skywalker Strikes, uh, what is it, fan channel exclusive that comes with a lightsaber uh, in in addition to the blaster that the the regular one comes with. It comes with a lightsaber, um, the helmet with the blast shield, the training droid, and then like a couple of Jedi books or something. Yeah, and a fancy box. And it well, and that's what I want to talk. Well, first I want to talk about the difference in deco because I, I just bought the Skywalker Strike set at GameStop because they have their. Um, if you buy one of their bags, uh, I was in the store today pricing how much it would cost me with the bag dude, <laughs> to put the Skywalker's the Strike set in it. Well, I I got the bag and the bag is huge. This is it's much larger and this this is no good to our listeners because this will have been two weeks ago. But they'll probably do this promotion again before Christmas. Um the bag that they have right now is is a large canvas sack. It's not those little tote bags that they normally have, so you can get a lot of shit in there. Um But the deco is actually a little different between this one because I'm looking at them right now. And the face on the Skywalker Strikes is actually a little better. His eyes don't look as sunken and baggy. Yep. Uh, and his hair looks a little better to me. It's it's a little... It's not really lighter. It just has less wash on it, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, the reason I got it, because I'll, I'll give the older one I got... The, the older one. It just came out a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I'll give the other one to, uh, to Phantom Jr., and hang on to this one. I had to have the lightsaber. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't put the lightsaber. Because in the other one. they want your dumbass to buy this one, like I did. Yeah. Um, but what's really cool about this? Um, it comes in this really nice opening. It's an opening box. It's not like some of the other exclusives they've done. That it's just a big giant black series box. Like this is actually a really cool. It's like a book. Um, and it's got the cover of the first comic on the front of it. So it's very clearly, this one is meant to be that comic book look. But uh, what's cool about this is Hasbro released a, a a big press release a few weeks ago stating that by 2022, they intended to uh, remove as much plastic as possible from all of their toy packaging. And, you know, I'm not a big environmental guy, but I am pretty big on eliminating single-use plastics because I feel like 
that's something we should be on top of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this figure, it while it does have, I don't think these are even plastic trays. I think this is some other kind of recyclable material. It has no windows on it. Like you can actually reach in and just touch the figure and the accessories and everything. Uh, so it, it, this is, to me, kind of the first step towards getting rid of those plastic blisters and the plastic windows and stuff. And I don't know how they'll do it uh, in the future, but it's interesting to me to see this now, this progress of, of yes, let's, let's try and eliminate something that, that, that really isn't necessary. Uh-huh. The only thing I wonder on that is, like, at normal retail... I think it'll be difficult not to have the window so you can see the figure. Um, but maybe they'll put a picture on the front. I don't know, a little black box with the window. Yeah, I don't know how exactly they'll do it because, I mean, this is open. So if this thing was at Walmart, everything in here would be gone. Oh, yeah. It would all just be stolen. So, I, yeah, I don't know. They're, but they're you know they're trying to figure it out, and I give them credit for that. Yeah. Uh, so that that is it's the Skywalker Strikes box set. It includes the uh, Yavin Luke. It does not include the metal that comes with the regular Black Series figure, but it has all those extra parts um, that are sort of specifically reminiscent of stuff from the comic book. And it's it's a cool set. You can get it from GameStop or you can order it from Hasbro Pulse. And it's one of the the fan channel exclusives. But let's go back and talk about that launch day stuff and what was cool to us. Was there one specific thing that you were like, I have to have that? Oh, the Mandalorian. Yeah, like, that was me too. That is what I was hunting. And when I got, so I got to Target, our Target oh. opened at 9. And I was totally wrong. I have not yet found a carbonized Mandalorian. I just really want one. <laughs> um, so I got to our Target at 8, I don't know, 8.30, Um and I was not able to get the carbonized Mandalorian that day. Luckily, Hoffman, who is our good friend, had pre-ordered one online and then was at the store and found me one. So he got mine. Nice. Um, I was able to get one regular Mandalorian, but past that, I've never seen him again. Well, and that's the crazy thing. I've never seen a carbonized Mandalorian, and I've only seen two regular mandalorians and that's the one that i bought and then uh at gamestop because here what my day i had to work that day so i didn't even get to go out and look for anything until after five o'clock and i i feel like i got really lucky because i hit up two different targets uh and i managed to get a mandalorian and a sith trooper just because I saw that Sith Trooper and I was like, man, that thing looks really cool. And I had already ordered, because I think we all, we've got a group text just kind of about Star Wars and Marvel Legends. And one of us had put up the link to the carbonized Sith Trooper that was an Amazon exclusive. Uh-huh. And I went ahead and ordered it. Because I was just like, you know what? It's cool. It's in stock. Let me go ahead and get it. If I don't like it, I'm sure I can unload it easily. But I, it's it's metallic. It looks cool. Let me check it out, and and I'm glad I ordered it because it does look awesome. Yeah, the carbonized stuff. I mean, it was an interesting idea. So there were what five of them? Uh, um, I think it was four, wasn't it? Because it was see. Target, Walmart, Amazon, and GameStop. Uh, right. So it's let's see. GameStop had the second sister. Right. Amazon had the Sith Trooper. Right. 
Target had the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Walmart had the Jump Trooper. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just four. And to date, the only one I have not seen is the Mandalorian because I got uh, on the way home. I stopped at GameStop and got the second sister carbonized just because I was like, "This looks cool. I dig it. Uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab that one because it's here." And I've seen that one many times since then. Uh-huh. And then just the other day, I finally saw the carbonized jet trooper at Walmart. And I hadn't really planned to get that one because just online, it didn't look like that exciting a figure. But in person, that sort of pearlescent white looks really good. Have you got that one? Yeah. Yeah, it I looks, like it. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it looks really cool in person. And and also, you know, I 100% plan to get that Mandalorian. I feel like it's bound to start showing up at some point. There's no way... The very, very few that I've heard of people seeing are it. I don't know. Well, when I... you compare the quantities of the second sister, and like, I just feel like they're more on the way. I mean, they the target I talked to, they said each store got around two of them, right? Um, which is crazy. But I mean, the package says what it doesn't say like first day exclusive, or I can't remember what it says because I threw it in the trash. Well, no, but... no, no. This is that's different. Because the first day exclusive are those white box ones. Oh, you're right. Those were the white boxes. Which also, are I, I threw those in the trash, too. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> those are still showing up now and the other day. Because right now, Target, and again, listeners, I apologize. This is out of date. So who knows what the prices are now. But Target currently has a sale. Um, all the Black Series stuff is $14.99. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went ahead and bought that off-world Jawa. Because I certainly wasn't going to pay 20 bucks for this guy. Uh, but he's great. He's such a great little figure. And uh, But I got the white box one just because they had it there. And I have i don't think I've been to a Target since October 4th without seeing at least one white box figure. Huh. See, I haven't seen him at all since that day. Really? Oh, they yeah. keep showing up here. And I'm I'm talking about like later shipments keep showing up like they'll be they won't have them for a couple of days and then they have them again like at no point have i seen a target that just never got anymore huh yeah the targets down here i have not seen a white box since that first day interesting interesting yeah i just matter of fact the target i stop at on the way home from work i stopped there tonight and they had uh, a couple of Rays, a couple of uh, Jawas, and a couple of uh, Kylo Rens. Which, granted, that's all you see. Like, because those are the figures that are left. Uh, yeah, I don't... Those... I mean, I get why they chose... You know, you've got to put a Ray out. You've got to yeah, put a Kylo yeah, out. Yeah. But, I mean, for your normal collector, at least if you're not a completionist, I mean, the only difference between that Kylo is, you know, he's got the red on him. Um, well, here's here's what I wonder, though, because Hasbro, over the last several years, they subtly, they make little improvements over figures that you may not notice. The elbows from one Stormtrooper to Clone Trooper to whatever, like, you may have a little deeper elbow bend. You may get a better hip joint. You may get, like, they make small improvements from figure to figure, so I wonder if this Kylo Ren 
Like, sure, if you've already got a Kylo Ren, it's a little too similar to bother with. But I wonder if overall it's actually a better figure. Yeah, it probably is. I mean, I haven't bought a Kylo Ren since I got that San Diego exclusive however many years ago. I mean, that was like Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set. I'm just not... Same with Rey. Like, well, I'm just not going to buy... It. Now, the problem with the Rey is... Not the problem, but she comes with... The droid. DD, whatever. D0, I think. Yeah, something like DO, I think they call it. Yeah. Um... So, you know, I might later see the movie and decide I love D Zero and <laughs> need but, to get the figure. But, but you'll probably be able to get her for like five bucks. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Um yeah, I'll tell you where I got sucked in a little bit with some of these black series figures were those target exclusive ones that came with little diorama bases. Because oh, yeah. I ended up getting the Kylo Ren that came with the Snoke's throne room floor. Mm-hmm. It's the clear plastic pieces that look really, really cool. And then I got the Snoke with the throne because it was on clearance at GameStop. So I've actually got Snoke's throne in that floor. And even though, you know, at this point, nobody really gives a shit about Snoke. But that's a really cool looking little corner of my shelf to have that throne sitting on that floor. Uh-huh. Like it looks cool. So I've, that's the Kylo Ren I've got. And he's great. He, you know, he did, he's came with the helmet and... Well, actually, he came with the unmasked head, and then the helmet is actually die-cast, which is kind of wild. Oh, I didn't know that. And his lightsaber hilt is also die-cast. Huh. Yeah, there there were little die-cast parts like the uh, the Ray. Let's see, what was it? Ray with crate, and her... I think her blaster is die-cast, and then Luke came with a piece of the island and his hand is die cast oh nice so yeah, it's I'd... just like one little piece so it's like a, it's a neat little thing and and again these all got marked down to nothing yeah that's the thing with those two is they get knocked marked down so much and then i'm always like oh do i risk it or just wait like well, and that's the thing you never know like we you and i both were like mandalorian's a priority we've got to have that figure but for all we know, three months from now, they're going to ship a case that's half Mandalorians. Right. But, you know, you you, you don't know. You, you don't yeah. know how it's going to fall. So our Wave 1 of Black Series that were available that first day were the Mandalorian, the Sith Trooper, the Second Sister, the First Order Trooper, the Jawa, Ray and Dio, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, and Cal Kestis. Actually, you know what? I don't think the First Order Trooper was part of that, was it? One, two, three, four, I don't think he five, was. six, seven. No, I guess he was because that's eight figures. Was he? I can't remember if he was there. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Right? That's the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there, but. Okay. I skipped him. I didn't care. No, no, because I've already. I've, it's, it's. We've got plenty of troopers. It's fine. Um. And, but the only one out of that that I absolutely had to have that first day was the Mandalorian. But I ended up getting a Sith Trooper and the Second Sister just because they looked cool and I wanted to have them. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Vintage Collection goes, that's been kind of all over the place. Uh, the only place that you really could just 
pick them all up easily was Best Buy, which Best Buy has become quite the little Star Wars place. Yeah, where did they come from? Well, they introduced toys uh, back into their stores about two years ago. Uh, One of the big first things that I, excuse me, one of the first big things that I noticed from them was they carried Kid Robot's Horror Mad Balls, the ones that Uh were like Freddy and Jason and all. Uh, and those were Best Buy exclusives initially. Uh, later on, other retailers would carry them. But that was kind of Best Buy's first real dip into the collector market, into the same kind of thing that Walgreens has been doing with getting their exclusives. Um, and now Best Buy is is deep in the exclusive game with they they carried the IG-11 figure exclusive to them. Uh, the ATST from the Mandalorian, which we haven't even seen yet on the show, or at least as, as of this recording, we haven't. Uh, but that's vintage collection. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what is the, oh, the heavy infantry Mandalorian that we all just pre-ordered. Oh. Yeah. I was and, like, wait, is there one I don't know about? And then I realized <laughs> it will be here in two days. Right, right. It's, it's already, it's crazy. Cause it, it's. And I'll tell you this right now, this is not just Star Wars related. Um, as far as like Blu-rays and stuff go, lately I have taken to pre-ordering from Best Buy rather than Amazon, and I've been getting stuff a couple days before the release date. That's awesome. Well, it's crazy about that heavy gunner is, I mean, the episode aired... The next morning, they announced the figure. Right. And then basically, like, and it's shipping today. <laughs> and so, well, and that's... I, I almost wonder if Hasbro has... Or, or maybe Lucas... Because Lucasfilm are the ones that put the restrictions on Hasbro and what they can show and what they can sell. So, and, have you read the story? It's Favreau. So, part of the oh, deal with okay, the Mandalorian... So, lay, lay it all... Was, yeah, it was Favreau. Favreau was like, look, I don't want anything to come out. And he approved the initial Mandalorian figure, Cara Dune, and IG-11, because those are in the preview. And he was like, that is fine. But that's why there's no Baby Yoda merch. There's no other Mandos or anything. But apparently it's all designed. Like, they have it all. And a bunch of it is actually in production. But Favreau, like, fought them on it and was like, do not let any of this get out, um, which I think has worked really well for them, especially with Baby Yoda. Like, I can't imagine the number of views on that show they've gotten just from people sharing that Baby Yoda picture. Whereas if you'd, like, had merch from it and you'd seen stuff for a while, you probably wouldn't have that same excitement. <laughs> Well, and that's the smart thing about this versus the past few years of of movies and media is they throw all of these characters out and we don't know who they are yet. So, there, you know, a part of me is like, oh, that looks pretty cool. I want it. And another part of me is like, oh, remember Constable Zuvio? Uh, well, and so I haven't bought. What's her name? The Jaina? Is that how you say her name? Uh, ja- oh, wait. I've, got, I've actually got it written Jana? down here. Jana? Um, J-A-N-N-H. Jaina. So I haven't ja- bought Jana's that a different character. <laughs> yeah. I haven't bought that one yet. Like, no, I, I keep either. looking at it, and I'm like, man, this could be, like, somebody really important and really cool, or it could be the constable. <laughs> and so, like, 
I've held off on that one because of it. It's a well, it's a great looking figure. Uh, but yeah, that's exactly why I haven't bought her yet. Even though today, again, I saw her in for fifteen bucks at Target. But I was just like, you know, I, I don't, I don't know anything about this character. I don't know if she's in the movie for five minutes. I don't know if she plays an important role. I don't know if I even care about her. For all I know, she's gonna get killed just as quickly as uh, what's her name from Westworld got killed in Solo. Oh right. Uh, which uh, she was a great character, but damn, I mean, did I really need to buy that figure? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely something where, as as longtime fans, I think we would like to see more classic stuff. I'll tell you right now, man, I'm excited by these prequel figures that are coming out. I, yeah, I am too. Like the new Obi Wan looks really good. Um, that Anakin's getting an update, which is good because that initial Black Series Anakin figure is terrible, awful. And it's one I'll probably I rare rarely update my Black figures, but I will probably get the new one of that one. Well, and that's that's another part of what's drawn me into that is you know now. These likenesses are so incredible. I'm actually sitting here looking at um, the Hoth Leia because this, the Hoth Leia is pretty much the closest to matching what's in the comics. Mm-hmm. And the face on this thing is amazing. Yeah, versus the Slave Leia, which is Is it awful. terrible? Oh, it's so bad. But the problem with the slave lady is they'll never make that figure again. Right, right, exactly. And so you're kind of stuck with it. But the face on that one and the initial uh, princess white outfit one is not very good. The I got the 40th anniversary one, and that one's okay. They updated her. Yeah, a little bit it, from it's that one. it's it's better. I like. I'm okay with it. I, I'm not mm-hmm. ashamed to have it on my shelf. Uh, so. But going back to those vintage collection figures, uh, you know, a completely different assortment. We got a Sith jet trooper, uh, another pilot Luke, another pilot Poe, which makes like what a dozen three and three quarter inch pilot Poe figures we've gotten, uh, and then Rise of Skywalker Ray. But this one does not include D Zero or D O whatever D O. <laughs> And Ronnie James Droido. Uh, I really think it is Dio. <laughs> um, and if it's not, I'm calling it Dio now. <laughs> yeah, well, now it's definitely Dio because <laughs> yeah. it's a rainbow in the dark. Um, a Knight of Ren and Zori Bliss, which is Felicity's character uh, that we know nothing about yet, but looks really, really cool. So I was like, I, I bought, I found those. Uh, actually, you know what? I found those at Target. Oh, did it? Yeah, yes. that that Zori Bliss. I've already pre-ordered her in the Black Series just because it's cool looking. Yeah, and well, and that's the thing is with Star Wars, when you get a cool alien or a cool like masked character, that's a lot more exciting than oh look, it's a human in culottes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've yeah I found all those figures, and despite the fact that I hate splitting my collection between the three and three quarter inch and the six inch. I just can't quit three and three quarter inch, especially with the one item I was most excited for on Triple Force Friday, and that is Pose X Wing. It's not those gold figures. With, oh my gosh! Oh, so there's um, 
the Walmart that's closest to us, there's a guy that works there that's there like all the time and he kind of he kind of knows us just cuz we go in there to look for toys or whatever. And uh I felt so bad cuz the other day I went in there and he's like, "Man, we got in the the some Star Wars figures, man. They're all gold. They look awesome, but you missed them, man. I'm sorry, man. They're gone." And I was like, "Oh, well, maybe next time." God, those gold figures. So about a week before Force Friday, you know, it's Walmart. They're always messing up. So I'm, like, stalking the toy aisles, like, looking up top to see the box. Yeah. And so I walk on, and I'm like, oh, it's like a ray of sunshine from the top where it's like, do not put on the shelf until November, oh, whatever nice. that was. I was like, oh, I found Star Wars toys early. This is going to be the best. And I pulled the box down and opened it up, and it's those damn gold figures. <laughs> it was like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Well, like, and that was the weird thing um, because another portion, which by the way, um, I'm going to have an unboxing and review up of Poe Dameron's X-Wing. Uh, me and Phantom Jr. sat down and opened that thing up and put it together. And uh, for, just for the purposes of this episode, I'll say it's phenomenal. It's it's one of the best Star Wars toys I've ever owned. But uh, just stay tuned for that. That's going to be an episode of the minicast, and we're actually going to have unboxings through the whole month of December of different vintage collection stuff that's come out recently. Nice. Uh, but yeah, that it's a great, great toy, and it explains why they released another pilot Poe figure. Oh yeah, because you and need him to go in there. Like to know where that X wing came from? It's in Resistance Reborn. <laughs> really? Okay. So tell me about Resistance Reborn. So if you haven't, Resistance Reborn is the I guess, prequel novel to Rise of Skywalker. Um, But what it really is, and what is amazing, is this book ties together almost all the new canon Disney Star Wars books. It is unbelievable. Um, And me and Chad were talking about it. It is one of the most satisfying books I've ever read. Because, you know, you've read, I don't know how many books at this point, Lots of them. Um, and so many pieces from all those novels tie together in this one book about how they – basically it picks up right when Last Jedi ends. Um, it does a really good job of explaining why nobody came to help um, and goes through kind of how they kind of build the resistance back up by bringing in all these characters and all these situations from every book they've done since then. It's amazing. Um, I've talked to people who have read it that have not read all the other novels, um, and they really liked it too. But I think it, if you know all that stuff, it just makes it so much better. Um, it does make me think, however, that when Rise of Skywalker comes out, they're going to skip a whole lot. Well, that's the impression that I got, because I, mm-hmm. I read... Um... It wasn't a recap. It was kind of a spoiler-free review of that. And uh, it seems to me like that book is a lot of fan service. Oh, it's tons. It's so good. And the reason it's done that way is because we're not going to get any of those characters doing any of that stuff in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um 
and that's kind of been a question people had. Like as you're reading these books, like where are these people going to be? Where are they? Are they going to come back? And the kind of Resistance Reborn answers all that, but still gives them like a really important part to the story overall. <laughs> but it's completely off screen. It really is completely <laughs> off screen. But if you want to know where the Resistance got their new all their ships and everything, you can read all about it. Well, that's um, cool. And it also does, you know, I think it shows you how tight the Disney story group really has been, um, especially if you read Aftermath, Bloodlines, Resistance Reborn, Lost Stars. Um, what's the other big one that fits in, ties in? Um, oh, I can't, uh, I can't remember the other one that ties in really big. But if you read all these books – there's a pretty clear line you can pull with all of them exactly where Rise of Skywalker's going. Um, and I know they, like, have said, you know, Rain Johnson showed up and just wrote whatever, and now J.J.'s going to come back, and they said you can just do whatever. The books do make it clear that is not the case. Like, there is a very clear certain points are going to be hit. Um and I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's kind of interesting to know, like, all the pieces of the prophecy and, like, all this stuff that's leading towards it. And honestly, it made me more excited about Rise of Skywalker. Um, this may come as a shocker to the listeners. I do not care for The Last Jedi. <laughs> and, <laughs> me either. Um, but I'm excited again for Rise of Skywalker. Because I see like where things are going and kind of the pieces they've put in, and reading the books has helped. You know, one of our big jokes we talk about is the books are constantly making the prequels better than they are, and I think it's doing this for the new movies too. Yeah, I've got to say, um, as time has passed, I hate the Last Jedi more and more, and in retrospect, it makes me like the Force Awakens less. Because I feel like the things that were set up there were not paid off, so it's now a lesser movie, especially in comparison with things like Rogue One, Solo, uh -huh. and The Mandalorian, all of which I really, really like. Well, The Mandalorian has really done that for me. And there's something with The Mandalorian I can't put my finger on, but The Mandalorian feels like Star Wars. <laughs> And then, like, in retrospect, I compare it to the movies, and I'm like, you know, I fought against – I disagreed with people that said, oh, it's not Star Wars, it's Disney, da 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 But now I kind of see it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know what it is about The Mandalorian. It's shot different. It's – everything is different, but there's something inherently Star Wars about it that there, the movies aren't. There is a love and respect for – whatever that intangible something is that makes Star Wars Star Wars. And I don't feel like... And look, I don't I don't hate Force Awakens at all. I enjoy it. It's a fun, great movie. But there's no denying that at this point, I look at it and I think, why wasn't this something entirely different and better? Yeah. And, you know, part of it may be Filoni. Like... They should have given it to him. I yes. think we would have had a very different 
trilogy if Filoni had been at the helm. We we probably would have had the Thrawn trilogy if Filoni had been at the helm. <laughs> it would probably would have been like it been Hera and Thrawn. <laughs> that would have been a okay. Yep. Um, to get, let's get back to the toys though. Yeah. We got our initial waves. Um, surprisingly, the Jabba's throne room vintage collection. Uh, I'm not going to call it a playset because it's not, but it's a diorama. It's something that you can put your your Jabba and Jabba's palace characters in front of. Uh, you know, that thing supposedly was released months and months ago. It's been on eBay for almost a year. But now, all of a sudden, it's in all the Walmarts. And I found it uh, a week or so before Triple Force Friday... And it didn't ring up in the system as though it was date locked. But I I talked and was nice and and ended up they sold it to me. But now you can walk into just about any Walmart and buy that and the Jabba skiff that complements the sail barge because it's the same deco, the same colors. Like it matches that sail barge. If you have the sail barge and you don't have this skiff, you're missing a piece of that toy. Come on, you've already paid five hundred bucks. <laughs> right, seriously. Go ahead. Shell out the forty bucks <laughs> yeah. for the skiff. Come on. You can <laughs> you can sell I got and I've I've said this many times, I got two hundred and fifty dollars for that fucking yak face. That is insane. You can you can absolutely sell that yak face buy the regular vintage collection yak face that's identical except for the little cup that it doesn't come with and the coin and who gives a shit about the coin i've in in my 43 years of life i have thrown more star wars related coins in the trash <laughs> but uh yeah and none of them was worth 250 dollars all of them weren't worth 250 dollars wow. uh, but yeah get the skiff the skiff is great the only problem i have with the skiff is if you remember uh the last skiff that they released that came with that sort of pit of carcoon type set mm-hmm. uh it has foot pegs the new skiff has no foot pegs at all oh so you can't balance them on the yeah i i don't know why they i mean at this point, it seems that Hasbro is almost trying to make the... Because if you remember, Star Wars, in addition to the long history of toys, also has a long history of model kits. And fans that were a little more dedicated could buy these model kits that had more fine detail, that were more in scale, and that if you're willing to put in the time, you could paint to really look like what was on screen in the movie. And to me, the more recent Hasbro releases, the sail barge, this skiff, that uh, the the hover tank from uh, Rogue One, um, the Pose X Wing, even even the uh, that vintage collection Tie Fighter that was Walmart exclusive, all of these things, the fine detail and the paint, to me look like those models that you would see back in the day that were like, wow, that looks straight out of the movie, but I don't have the patience to do that. <clears throat> and I think that's kind of what Hasbro's going for, is eliminating some of the more toy- toyetic aspects to try and really deliver almost a, a miniature prop replica. 
Well, but I mean, really, are kids buying Pose X Wing no. anymore? No, they're not. No, no kid is spending a hundred dollars on Pose X Wing. Which, by the way, I did not spend that on it. I uh, got a. I think Amazon had it for twenty bucks off the first day or whatever. Nice. Um, but these are, you know, these vintage collection toys are fantastic. But we're not getting the high quality Black Series figures to go with them. Uh, yeah. So, is the Black Series? The three-quarter Black Series over? It's done. Vin, the only... Well, here's the crazy thing. The only three-and-three-quarter inch now, aside from those gold pieces of shit, is the Vintage Collection. They have also discontinued that three-and-three-quarter inch basic line. Oh, there's a little $9... The the five points ones? of articulation. Yeah. That, well, the they were like seven ninety nine previously, and then they launched the first galaxy of adventure ones in the tubes and those bombed because people weren't going to pay $10 for five points of articulation, star Wars figures. Mm. And then they relaunched galaxy of adventure as these new super articulated figures that are, they're basically like the Disney toy box figures, but they're, they're fantastic. They're great figures, but I'm not starting another collection. And they, but they have that sort of animation-looking style. Yeah, I always look at them. And I'm like, man, those are really cool, and I have nowhere to put those that no. fits in with anything. No, and and also you have no idea. Like when they do a Boba Fett, I'll buy a Boba Fett. Yeah, you know, I'll pick up specific characters, but I'm not starting a new collection because you have no idea what characters they're going to do, how long they're going to support the line, will they ever do vehicles? Like, there's at this point, you can't get invested in anything new because Hasbro has such a bad history of supporting things. Yeah. So let's talk about this second wave of Black Series figures that includes uh, the Yavin Ceremony Luke, Wedge Antilles, Cara Dune, the Sith Trooper again, the Jet Trooper, Janna, and then Ray and D.O. again, and D.O. again. Because obviously we can't get enough of that. <laughs> so, do you have Cara Dune yet? I do, I do. God, that's a nice figure. She like, looks phenomenal. She looks exactly like, and oh my gosh, what is the actress's name? I can't remember now. I can't remember the the MMA slash action star slash stunt woman who I, I've I'm very fond of her. She was in a um a movie a few years ago that I really liked and it it did a very good job of highlighting her talents and masking her uh less skilled aspects Gina Carano yes yes yeah uh, she's, she's a badass and I can't wait to see her on the show god it's nice and you know we were talking about the face printing earlier um, the rebel insignia on her face, I mean, I don't even know measurement-wise how big that thing is, but it's nothing more than a speck. Yeah, it's. But, I mean, it looks almost just like a mole. But if you look closely at it, it is a well-defined rebellion. Is insignia. it? Okay, so... Oh, yeah, get is, out like a... Look really, really close, get a magnifying oh, well, glass no, out. This is my, my first public admission that I now own a pair of reading glasses. Yeah, get your readers out, your cheaters. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting them out now. And I'm going to perch them on the end of my nose and take a look. Oh my gosh, that's insane. I didn't even realize that. 
Yeah, isn't that nuts? Um, and well, my biggest thing about this figure, though, and I just don't understand. And you're right. You're 100% right about this. She doesn't have a knife holder. A, well, a, sheet, a vibroblade like, holder. A vibroblade holder. Oh, well, we'll talk about that in the Mando. Right? Just vibroblades. But, um, yeah, like, usually Black Series is really good about holsters or having ways to store things. And I was shocked she does not have a sheath. Well, here's here's the possible answer to that, though. Is it in the context of... Because, like I said, we... For the listeners, we're a couple weeks behind. We have we're only up to episode three, so we haven't even seen her in the show yet. So, if in the context of the show she produces that vibroblade out of nowhere, oh, gotcha. Or if it's not even hers, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. So we we don't know yet that yeah, that's a good point too. It may not even be hers. Yeah, she may so, take it. Yeah, we. So that's good. We'll 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 see. That may be just kind of a little bonus accessory. Yeah. Um, who else? I was really excited about Wedge. Um, I'm I, not only because I'm not. That's I have some guidelines for what I collect in the Black Series. I'm not buying any pilots because we'll never have vehicles to go with them. Yeah. Well, and see, Wedge again goes back to he's a main character in the Aftermath trilogy. He's a main character in Resistance Reborn. Like he's really heavily in the new books, well, and so uh, I'm excited about Wedge again. I've already got two. I've got Pilot Wedge, and I've got regular clothes Wedge from the three and three quarter inch line. So like, I'm I'm good on Wedge. He's yeah. one of my favorites, but I've got all the figures I need of him. And then who else? Did they they've announced Anakin and Obi Wan, which we talked about, and then Zora Bliss, Ori Bliss. She looks awesome. But then the Knight of Ren. Which is the same Knight of Ren that's in the Vintage Collection that I've got sitting right next to me here that comes with the Force Pike. So, the Knight of Ren. Just the Knight of Ren's in general. I am very hesitant about them. I get the feeling we're going to get burned on the Knight of Ren. (laughs) Like, they're going to show up for, like, one scene because they were like, yeah, we should have shown these in The Last Jedi, and then they're going to, like, murder them real fast, and that's going to be the end of them. (laughs) Just because JJ's like, we had to bring them. I didn't even know until recently the whole story with that, and I guess they've expanded upon it in the books or whatever, that Kylo Ren, or Ben Skywalker found them and they're actually an old pre-existing order and he took his name from them yes they weren't like his disciples or something which is what i had previously thought well because here's the weird thing so i have not read the comic yet because i do marvel unlimited so i'm six months behind oh right right um but what's weird about it is luke in force awakens or i guess it's in last jedi last jedi makes a comment my for he went with some of my former students right like he, he says it right and so that means that before ben turned he had some other people that left and went and turned to the dark side too and what happened or, to them yeah so maybe that was a red flag there luke that your school's kind of shitty like <laughs> why don't you get it together but yeah i'm curious to read that like that's one i've considered 
actually paying for the comics to read it before it comes out, so I kind of know. But yeah, that's weird. But I I am thinking the Knights of Ren are not going to be in that movie very much. I, yeah, I, th- I think anybody hoping for a big presence there is going to be let down. Yeah. Uh, so some of the other exclusives that we've gotten, we mentioned the, the Heavy Infantry Mandalorian, which is on the way now and, and officially releases on uh, November 29th. Uh, Jedi Luke, which you mentioned, is that a Walmart? No, that's not Walmart. What is that? I don't know. I found it at Walmart. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a Walmart exclusive then. I think it is. Which makes it, sense because they also have a Galaxy of Adventures Jedi Luke that's a Walmart exclusive. Yeah, it looks good. You know, it's a good Jedi Luke. And then that Yoda, they did the Force Ghost Yoda, yeah. which is is less Force Ghost and more like stripper glitter on your face Yoda. But, you know, I've... <laughs> I've got the Obi-Wan. I skipped the Yoda. Well, here's here's one that, that got a big reaction for me is the uh, C-3PO and Babu Frick. Oh, yeah. so I was totally going to skip that one. And then I was at Target when they were putting him on the shelf, and I was like, ooh, that's nice. Let's go ahead and take that. I have <laughs> not seen it in Target yet. I actually managed to order one online. It's a good figure. I like the little... What's his name? Babu, Babu Frick. Frick. I haven't opened it yet, but from what I understand, there's a panel on the back of 3PO's head that comes off. There is. Interesting. Very interesting. And then finally, I think this is the last of the Black Series exclusives for now. Uh, the Purge Trooper that I think is the one that came with the the game, right? That stupid Purge Trooper. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal with the Purge Trooper. Okay. GameStop has put out different information about this purge trooper um when i pre-ordered the game i didn't know about it if i had known i could have ordered the trooper with it i would have um but in the initial press release or whatever it said okay you can order it with the game we will also sell it exclusively and then gamestop employees have said that's not the case and he is not being released what Uh, and that that the, was it. The Foosh reviewed him. So I think they got him with the game. The person on the Foosh did the game package. See, that um, was my understanding was that the Purge Trooper was exclusive with the game, and you had to order the, like, deluxe version of the game to get that, and that was the only way to get it. That's what I thought. Well, and that's the confusion, because it's that's been said, and GameStop has also said, they're also just going to sell him. Um, uh, I wish I know because he's a really nice figure and a big part of the game, and I really want it. But it's looking like every game I've talked to is like, yeah, we're not getting any more of those. Wow. So, and it was only like a $20 add-on with the deluxe version. So I totally uh. want if I would have known. But And he's selling on the secondary for way too much. So that is one I will miss. Oh, that sucks, and it is a great-looking figure. Well, I'm I'm kind of a sucker for any of the black stormtroopers. Yeah. Uh, but this one, with the, he's, it's black with some red piping and then, like, the, the soft goods skirt or ba- battle kilt or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I forgot. What weapon does he come with? Uh, he comes with two. He comes with the, the long rifle and then the typical stormtrooper rifle, which, from what I understand, is not necessarily accurate to the game. It is not. He, uh, the the review, I think it was the uh, Foosh review that I read that said he should have some melee weapons. 
Yeah, most of the time in the game, he either has like one of those big vibro staffs, like the uh, you know Grievous's little guys had, right, right? Or he's got two handheld ones, or he's got a heavy rifle. Uh, okay, yeah, but uh, still great looking figure, and uh, you know what? In some way, shape, or form, a version of that figure will make its way out. I, I mean, hope so. It, it'll it'll happen. Hasbro very rarely do they do an exclusive like that that you just don't ever see again. Yeah, I'm assuming GameStop will get flooded with them eventually. Uh, and we mentioned uh, coming soon, Kit Fisto, Plo Koon, Count Dooku, which I am 100% in on Count Dooku, uh, Attack of the Clones, Anakin and Obi-Wan, a Genosis battle droid, which is just a repaint of the already released battle droid, uh, a Knight of Ren and Zori Bliss. You know, it's cool. I, I like... Disney has, for the most part, disavowed the prequels up until recently, and now we're starting to see prequel product come out. And I think it's smart because, you know, our kids grew up with the prequels. Oh, yeah. They don't have that disdain for them that the internet has. And and honestly, I don't have... Look, I think Attack of the Clones is absolutely horrible, but that doesn't mean I don't want cool toys from it. Oh, absolutely. And well, and recently that Obi-Wan and the Clone Wars armor came out. Yeah. That is an amazing figure. It's one of my favorite Black Series figures they've ever done. Well, and actually I'm glad you mentioned that because that's another that's what that's Walgreens exclusive, right? Yeah. So that one came out and then we also ju- I think it was just before Triple Force Friday, uh the Emperor with the Throne. Yeah, I'm kicking myself for skipping that one. Oh, did you? It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's got to be still available, though, right? Amazon, it is. Okay, yeah, Amazon exclusives usually sit around for a long time. But again, I just hate double-dipping in the Black Series. Dude, it I'm, looks so good, though. The faces are so much better than that initial release. I played with Jay's. Well, and, and just, just to have the throne. Yeah, you I'll know, probably go back and get it, because I've got tons of Royal Guards and... Well, yeah, that's another crazy thing, is I bought, in anticipation of having that Emperor, because I had already pre-ordered it, I bought two Royal Guards, They were, I think they were like 15 bucks, so I went ahead and ordered two of them, but now you can buy that entire set for like 50 bucks, I think, like the whole wave that those Royal Guards were part of nice. is on Entertainment Earth for like 50 bucks. Yeah, I think I, I bought a couple of red ones, and then I got that. I think it was an Entertainment Earth exclusive where they did like a pack of Royal Guards, and it was like oh, one yeah, was yeah, red yeah. and black and blue. No, that the, was uh, that was GameStop. Was it GameStop? Yeah, it was I GameStop. I got that thing. It was. The, it I got was, it on discount. It was almost like one of those old Evolution packs that they did uh, with the three and three quarter inch figures, which are some of my favorite sets ever. Oh yeah, that black Royal Guard is awesome. Uh, so let's see here. Looking at Vintage Collection, I think we've pretty much covered everything there. Uh, the Amazon exclusive for the Vintage Collection was the Sith Trooper with, like, five different weapons, which I didn't bother ordering because it was way overpriced. Uh, oh, and Amazon just did the Chewbacca C-3PO set. Where yes, he... which I also have pre-ordered. Yeah, I skipped that one, too. Uh, well, I just, I love, one of my favorite toys when I was a kid was that C-3PO that you could take apart. Oh, yeah, it was one of my favorites, too. I loved it. And to have... Because, you know, the the Chewbacca that went with that... Or I guess C-3PO came with the cargo net. 
mm-hmm. but like it never really looked right on the Chewbacca figure. Like you could put it over his arms, but it was all big and bulky. So to have like an accurate recreation of Chewbacca with disassembled three PO on his back, like I I gotta have it, man. That's yeah. too cool. That and the net, Chewbacca what? and the Chewbacca looks different. Oh, does it? Yeah. <sighs> that cargo net when I was a kid, that was one of the few things I never lost. I always had that net. I don't know why I kept up with that thing so good, but like it was important to me. I knew where the net was in my Star Wars collection. I think I just left it on Chewbacca all the time. Like sometimes I'd put like weapons and stuff in it. Some like he'd just carry stuff for people. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that was that was uh, that was a thing. Uh, so let's see, vintage collection coming soon. Uh, Remnant Stormtrooper, which is actually very cool because it's the the dirtier Stormtroopers that are in the Mandalorian. Oh, nice. Uh, Cara Dune. The Mandalorian, which is crazy because we get we get this Mandalorian ATST that I've already got over here uh, that I haven't opened up yet. We're going to be doing one of the unboxing episodes very soon with that. Uh, but we get this Mandalorian ATST that we haven't even seen on the show yet. But we do not yet have a figure of the Mandalorian in this scale. <laughs> um, and then they're doing a bunch of reissues, which is what is really killing my interest in the vintage collection. Uh, they're doing. They're re-releasing the three PO with the removable plating. Uh, General Calrissian with that terrible cape. The clasp is just like a giant blue piece of elastic. Uh, Dagobah Luke in the full fatigues, not the the uh, tank top one. Uh, and he actually looks pretty good. And I do need a new Dagobah Luke. Uh, Hoth Han from the beginning of Empire when he's up on the Falcon doing the repairs with Chewbacca. Uh-huh. Uh, Clone Wars Anakin, which is actually very cool because I don't believe they've done that in this scale before. They're reissuing Wicket, and he includes his movie hood and his cartoon hood. Oh, that's nice. Uh, and then a Darth Maul that I think looks terrible because the combination of soft goods and plastic just doesn't look great. And then a Clone Wars Obi-Wan, which they have done, but not this version. Um, I've got a Clone Wars Obi-Wan, but it's not, it doesn't look like like the cartoon. It's almost like it's a concept figure because he's got full Clone Trooper armor on with his robe on over it. It's not like his look from the Clone Wars cartoon, which is what this figure is. Huh. Yeah, I've, I've actually got a three and three quarter inch and one of the sideshow figures of that look that's just basically obi-wan's head on a clone trooper body with his jedi robes uh but that you know that's not what he looked like in the cartoon it was much more subdued than that but uh you know it's it's those are cool different things but the vintage collection i feel like hasbro's killing it a little bit at a time by just constantly re-releasing these figures that we got on clearance at walmart a couple years ago for three (laughs) dollars (laughs) <laughs> so overall force friday it seemed kind of subdued though like i was thinking back to like you know the phantom menace release when it was like these insane oh, well, lines yeah, at yeah. midnight and like this one just seemed kind of i mean it was dead there was like maybe eight people at the target i was at it was uh you know it's it's difficult now to build up excitement for anything because there's so much stuff out there retailers don't care anymore there are no specialized retailers they're going to open up at midnight for this kind of thing walmart 
doesn't even bother putting the stuff out half the time. Uh, you know, you just can't. Walmart has killed American toys to the extent that they it, nothing matters. Yeah. It, it it just doesn't. So it's it's hard to get any kind of hype going for this. But, you know, for me personally, I got excited about a few things. I was really excited. Like I said, getting Podamron's X-Wing, um, which still hasn't seen wide distribution. You can get it from Amazon. Uh, Barnes & Noble stores carried it, but I have not yet seen it in Walmart or Target. No. Um, but uh, there, there were there were enough things I was excited for initially to get me to sort of do some running around after work. And like we said at the beginning, since then, they've peppered enough new stuff to keep it kind of exciting and to make some of the stuff that came out on October 4th seem a little more interesting. Uh, now, have you... You probably didn't buy it, but have you seen this Target Black Series mystery box? I didn't buy it, but I'm aware of it. What What's in it again? So, I keep looking at it. I'm really hoping that that's going to be the ones that they clearance. Right, right. Um, because what it is, it's got a beanie cap with the Star Wars logo on it. It's got a Marvel comic. It's got a First Order metal pen. But what it does have is an exclusive first order stormtrooper or snowtrooper black series figure. Yeah. Okay. And it's got like a cape. Like it's a really cool figure. But I'm not going to pay the $40 for the mystery box cuz I don't want that other garbage. Right, right. So I'm hoping that's one that they discount eventually. Well, Although every I, every target I go to has like six of them. Yeah, but I say that about that stupid Moloch Chronosphere, <laughs> right? And they finally have discounted it to fourteen ninety nine this week. Bucks. It took it this long. I look at that thing every time I go to Target for the past what two years, and I'm like, surely this will be the day it drops <laughs> down. And then it finally was, and I went, eh, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> it just kept walking. So uh, before we wrap up, oh wait, one thing I wanted to mention. Okay, you mentioned John Favreau earlier and how he had kind of put an embargo on Hasbro releasing certain of these characters. I thought you were going to mention that John Favreau voiced the heavy infantry Mandalorian, who is named in the credits as Paz Vizsla. Oh, I don't know if I realized that he was that one. Yes, uh, the the physical actor is actually an MMA fighter, but John Favreau voices the character who is an ancestor, or not an ancestor, a descendant of Pre Vizsla. Huh. And in that third episode, these are two little bits of trivia I wanted to mention and see if you, you knew anything about. I think I'm wrong, but in the scene when... The Mandalorian has his full Beskar. He goes back to talk to Grief, and uh, they're in that sort of cantina-type place. There is a character that looks an awful lot like Constable Zuvio that turns around and says, Ichuda! I'm not sure if it's him or not. I, I thought it might be. It, I don't think it is, but it sure did look like him. Oh, God, I would hope it is. Consul Zuvio can finally have his day. And that figure will skyrocket in price because nobody bought it. 
<laughs> there is still one here in town on the shelves for sale. And I look at it every time. I'm like, hang in there, buddy. Somebody's going to buy you one day. I still see them in Walgreens from time to time. Uh, yeah, it's a Walgreens. It's um, definitely a Walgreens. But, yeah, I just thought that was really funny. I, I don't – thinking back on it, I don't think it was him because it actually looked more like Bausch with uh, Constable Zuvio's hat on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. Uh, so to to sort of wrap up here, we've got one more toy that kind of has gone under the radar, and I think it's because it's something a little bizarre. Uh, it's high dollar. It doesn't fit with anything. And that is the Hyper Real Darth Vader, which is the initial product from a new range that Hasbro is testing out. Uh, I haven't even seen one of these in person, but you got to handle one. Yeah, so I was at a GameStop, and it was on. Uh, it was when I went to pick up Fallen Order, I think, and they had one in the box, and they had one they had opened um, to let people mess with it. And <sighs> was it one of those like concept GameStops where they're half toys and half video games? Yep, that makes sense. Um. I mean, what I'll say about it, one, the scale sucks. I mean, it's eight inches. It goes with nothing. It goes with nothing. And the guy was trying to sell it to me because it was like 20% off um, because they did all their Star Wars toys 20% off that day. And it just – and I told him, I was like, it it doesn't fit with anything I have. Um, The armature on it, so it's built on this like metal skeleton that's kind of bendy. Um and so the articulation you could get with it was really cool, but on, I mean, it honestly kind of felt cheap. Um, it was not Mezco quality at all. Like what was not it? Even was close. it? What was it weight wise? It was not as heavy as I thought it was going to be. Um, it was pretty light. The material for like the his under whatever you want to call it, the kind of leathery part mm-hmm. that was good. The plastic though kind of looks and feels cheap huh. um and the head's too big and i know the head is really big in a new hope um but it just doesn't feel right and then a funny follow-up so when i first saw it in the store before that they had one in like you know in gamestop they have the middle of the store kind of displays and then the top of it sometimes will be a glass enclosure like the statues and stuff yeah so it was in there for a while and then today i went into gamestop and it was on the floor underneath all the other toys what (laughs) and i was like yeah they know nobody's buying this thing wow (laughs) so i mean if it drops and a bunch of money like if they clearance it i could see buying it sure if it was six inches i would maybe buy it but it just does not fit in with anything um and it i don't know it doesn't it comes with a bunch of hands and lightsabers and stuff but for 80 bucks like i want an anakin head i want all of it yeah yeah the for for 80 dollars well, you know what? I'll be honest. At that scale, I'm I'm not paying eighty dollars for anything in that scale because, like we've been saying, it goes with nothing. It goes with nothing for eighty dollars. I, will... I want Mezco scale. 
Uh-huh. I want multiple hands. I want a lightsaber hilt. I want an ignited lightsaber. I want a magnet on his belt to put that hilt on. I want the full three-piece helmet and the unmasked Anakin head. Like, you got to do it up for that amount of money. Yeah, that I I will be shocked if that Luke actually comes out. I that, I feel the same way because all they've shown is um, what is it called? It's they haven't even shown a prototype. All they've shown is computer, whatever the computer generated stuff is. Yeah, I just I don't think it's going to come out. I, I um, don't either. Which I mean, I get Hasbro. You know, they don't want to compete with the Black Series as far as six inch goes. Right, but. It it's a huge misfire. I I agree. I agree. And and you know what though, I'll give Hasbro credit. Just you know, with this, with Galaxy of Adventures, with uh, the little tiny squishy things, like good for them for trying new stuff. But I hate I hate it because I feel like it's to the detriment of the classic three and three quarter inch figures. Like. Don't let that line sag while you're pursuing these other new markets because you're losing your core collectors that you've had for four decades now. Right. You know, do whatever you want in every other scale you want, but make sure that three and three quarter inch line is always, you know, always has the best character selection, always has the best, like, you don't need the best wedge ever released in six inch scale because you're never going to have an X wing to put him in. But you... maybe one day. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Oh yeah, actually, here's a little tidbit um, that may still be relevant when this posts. Entertainment Earth is selling the Black Series Dubat for fifteen bucks. Oh, are they? Yep. Awesome! I'm gonna order that right now. <laughs> I've been waiting for that one to drop in price. I keep checking Amazon, but I didn't check Entertainment Earth. Yeah, Entertainment Earth. Uh, it may not be now. It may not be until like whenever their Black Friday starts. But it is this week. It'll it goes. Uh, they'll be selling it for fourteen ninety nine. It's on their front page right now. Do back. Where is that thing? Um, so so to wrap this thing up, if you got any final thoughts about Star Wars, any last little bits you want to get out before uh, we get into deeper into stuff later this month. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing was Star Wars. It's very odd that I'm excited about a whole lot of things in Star Wars. I mean, video games, books, toys. Like, I think right now I am more invested in doing more stuff with Star Wars than I've done in a while. And none of it is about that movie. Well, and also, none of it has really been hyped all that well. If you look back at, like, Shadows of the Empire, that was a huge event, almost on the level of a new movie coming out, and everybody, Lucasfilm and Hasbro, or Kenner, I can't remember if it was Kenner or Hasbro at the time, but they hyped the shit out of it. It was, it was a massive deal. The book, the video game, the toys, and I feel like that got so much more hype than any of these things have gotten. Yeah, it's it's just, almost like Disney is sitting back and letting the internet do their advertising for them. Like sites yeah. like io9 and Bleeding Cool and whatever. It's just really weird, this stuff that's some of the best Star Wars we've gotten in a while, but really hasn't been hyped all that much. Do back. What's the date today? 
Uh, today's the 26th. Oh, it already sold out. Are you it was, serious? It was today. It was the 1126 doorbuster. Oh, for my God. It's gone. It's back to $50. God. Oh. If only it had been earlier. Well, sorry. Sorry, listeners, and sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Golly, that's all right. My wife won't be as angry when a bit <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, we've very exciting Star Wars times right now. Stoked for more Mandalorian. Stoked for Rise of Skywalker. Look, I'm I am not as excited for this movie as I thought I would be, but I've got my tickets. I'm going to be there opening night. Uh, my expectations are middling, but my hopes are high. Uh, my expectations are high. I try not to let them get there but i just you know it's the last one it's gonna i mean not the last movie but it is gonna end yeah it's gonna end this story and i really like the previews i've seen i trust jj a little more than the other ones but you know my my faith has been shaken at this point so I, i hope that i am pleasantly surprised i agree well, Ryan, thanks for coming on, talking about Star Wars toys and other Star Wars in general. Uh, we will absolutely be talking again before the month is over, and I look forward to whenever you guys can get together and record the first episode of, uh, oh, crap, what's it called? Execute Order six, or Chapter 66. Chapter 66. Yes, we have dates we are planning, so it should be sooner than later. Excellent. All right, man. Well, I will be talking to you soon. All right. Thanks, sir. Later. I admire the encyclopedic nature of that man's mind. Uh, he, he just has a really good brain for detail. And I used to, and I don't anymore, because I'm old and falling apart. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the Christmassy aspects of this episode. I hope you enjoyed the Star Warsy aspects of this episode. My uh, next week, my original plan had been, hey, I like talking to Mike Gordon. And I like coming up with a topic to talk to Mike Gordon about and making an episode about it. So let's do Christmas. And then we both kind of realized today that we did that on episode 191 of the Needless Things podcast. So we're going to come up with a different spin or different idea for a Christmas-themed thing and uh, figure out something else to do. And the rest of the episodes for the month are already decided. Uh, Obviously, we have a Needless Commentary. It's going to be great. We have a very, very special guest for it who is a first-timer in the Phantom Zone. And I always like seeing people's first reactions to what it is down here. Uh, the, The toy museum, I guess, that I live in when I do these things. Uh, but nobody will ever top our, our pal Dana's initial reaction. This is fucking bonkers. Uh, best reaction to this ever. Although, general, you know, there's no... It's bigger on the outside. I mean, bigger on the outside. Bigger on the inside. There's no it's bigger on the inside. There's no standard reaction, but there always is something uh, at the site of this place. And I appreciate that. Uh, but not as much as I appreciate you guys who are sharing, rating, listening, and loving. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. 
Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.